Welcome to the anointed teaching preached at Church 316, the youth arm of the Fountain of Life Church. We hope that you be blessed as you listen to this message. Amen. I know February is the month of love fever. Everybody gets the fever of love in February, especially because um, it's Valentine's time. Hallelujah. And um, because of that, so many things happen in February. People lose what they are not supposed to lose in February. Mm, mm. God will give you understanding. I mean, they lose what they don't, shouldn't lose. They plan all year, all around, to ensure that that February, something happens. But you know, it is just a single day Mm. It is just a single day. Turn to your neighbor and say single day. And the question you should always ask yourself is that after that day has passed, will I have gained or lost? Are you here? Will I have what? Gained or lost? Will I be bigger or smaller? Will I be proud or be hiding? Hallelujah. So it's just so important that we do not focus on a single day that we'll be regretting for the rest of our lives. You see, the life God has given us is a beautiful life. I'm one of those people that believe that life must be enjoyed. I'm one of those people that believe that God has given us beautiful things. The Bible says God has given us all things to richly enjoy. So it's important that because God wants the best for you, you must cooperate with God. Hallelujah. God wants the best. Say it's God wants the best for me. And I'm going to cooperate with him. The truth is most people are not cooperating with God. And your love life is a great life. You know, you are in a restaurant, let's be in this scenario. And you are about to pay the cashier. And this lady walks in. Die. As she walks in, she swings her hair like this, two, three different ways. And sunlight shines, the rays shines on her eyes. You see the cheekbones. You know? And you can get a whiff of the perfume. Mm, somebody knows what I'm talking about. You know, everything. You can, the curves are in the right places. Sekwe, sekwe, figure it. You know? Everything just seems complete. And you are, you are lost in transit for just about three or five seconds. You are transfigured, transfixed. And the cashier says, will that be all? You didn't hear. Will that be all? You didn't hear. Will that be all, sir? You know, say, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Then you go and sit down. I'm in love. I'm in love. Now lie. You are not in love. Are you here? Is there something like love at first sight? Someone said there can be love at first sight, but you always have to take a second look. Are you here? So, the challenge with most people is that they subject that particular situation that they have found love. Let's read the scripture. Proverbs 24. Proverbs 24. I really love this scripture. Verse, from verse 3. It says, Through wisdom a house is built, and by understanding it is what? Established. By knowledge the rooms are filled with, with all precious and pleasant riches. 
When you get to that point in your life, wisdom is required. I mean, real wisdom is required. Bible says wisdom is the principal thing. In all thy getting, do what? Get understanding. So one of the things you need to start to build on is your individuality and your uniqueness. You need to start to understand who you are. That God loves you irrespective of whether you find love in any other human being or you don't. That is the first step. Because if you don't, anything will take you off your feet. You know, I always wonder the things they associate with love. He swept me off my feet. Your bomb bomb is on the floor. You hit the floor. I'm heads over heels in love with you. You are upside down. You can't think. Hallelujah. So, I fall in love with you. You are falling down. So, it's important that we start to work on ourselves, first of all. Realize that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. That no man completes me. No human, no, no, no woman completes me. I am complete in who I am. When you understand that, one of the things that starts to happen is that you are confident on, of who God has created you to be. Nobody can come to whisper sweet nonsense into your ears and you start to believe it. You know, sometimes, especially, sorry, especially ladies, a guy comes to start to tell you all sorts of sweet nonsense and you start to believe it. Say, oh my God. <laughs> you are even calling God to this thing. So, you know, you're so beautiful. Your father must be a thief. He stole all the stars in the world and put them in your eyes. Your legs must be tired because you've been running through my mind all day. You understand? And you're like, oh, an angel must be missing on in heaven at this moment because I don't know what you're doing on earth here. You know, and they tell you all these things and you are dreaming and fantasizing about it all day. Fa, 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 foul. There's nothing inside it. It's not what they tell you. It's the quality of the person who is telling you and the ability to stay true to what he has told you that is important. Hallelujah. So I've come here to let you know that first of all, you need to build yourself up. You need to understand that you are loved. That God loves you. And that doesn't happen by just being born again. It happens by going into the word of God and taking in the word of God and building your confidence from the word of God. You know, a lot of young people, a lot of singles too, think, oh, I must get married by this time, by that. If you don't get married by that time, life is not going to end. Oh, my mates are going to do this. It's, life is not going to end. What God has created you here to do is for some level, for, for, for some purpose. You know, Jesus Christ did not get married. Paul did not get married. If life was about getting married, Jesus would have been married. It's bigger than that. You are bigger than all these issues. God wants you to let, God wants, has told me to tell you that he loves you. So it's not on Valentine's Day that that proof of love has to come. No. You know, for my, for my, my whole life, I never got a Valentine's gift. Are you here? Never ever got a Valentine's gift. Maybe until I was married. Until I was married. But did I have good friends? Did I, I mean, I had glorious friends. I was telling them in singles last Monday, I had many female friends. I don't, I'm not asking you to go and do that. But that was me. I could handle, I could handle it. God gave me the grace to handle it. They're still my friends, they're still my wise friends. But my point is this, that did not define me. It didn't define me that, oh, um, somebody did not give me Valentine's gift. Let me tell you this story. Let me tell you this. You know, it's better for God to find for you than for you to go looking for. Mm. It's better for God to find for you than for you to do what? Go looking for. A lot of 
you will make a mistake because there are millions that you can get from. But when God shines light on particular some particular person, then you can know this is what God. You know, my wife was my first girlfriend. I married my first girlfriend. My wife. Hallelujah. I was, see, my point is settle down. Tell your neighbors, just settle down. Chill out, chill out, chill out. This thing, this thing that a lot of us are, are, are struggling and fighting for, see, things will work out. Another thing about it is this. While all her friends, everybody in the university was dating and all that, she wasn't dating. She had this very good friend. She, she, they are still best of friends still today. In their final year in university, both of them used to pray together. I mean, they just went out, they prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed about their future. Meanwhile, God was preparing me too. I was praying about my future and all those things. And I'll tell you why. Life is first of all spiritual before it's physical. So if you don't know how to tap into the spiritual, you will make a lot of mistakes in the physical. I can tell you for sure. So God connected us. You know, you, you know the truth of the matter? Out of all their friends, everybody, this her friend was the first to get married in October of 2001. You know who the second was? My wife. We got married in December of 2001. Now, you don't have to date, you don't have to look for 400 people before you get the person. You don't. What you want is God leading you and directing you. And that's why you need to put your emotions, first of all, under control. You need to put it under the guidance of God so that things are, things are not the things moving you all around. Gifts, what people are saying, moving, it's moving a lot of people around. They are not stable. You know, I like a scripture in, in Proverbs 19 verse 2 in New Living Translation. It says, many people ruin their own lives with their own foolishness. Then they are angry at God. Many ruin their lives by their own foolishness. Then they are angry at God. The guy serves you breakfast or the girl serves you breakfast. Say, God, why me? Why me? Yes, you. Because you failed to listen. You failed to take your, you, you, you ensured your emotions were above what God, above the spirit of God in your life. Look at it. Emotions is emotion. Emotion. It is motion. It's changing. And because it's in motion, you can't take a decision based on that. Valentine is not your life. God is your life. So, even if you don't get a gift on that day, let me tell you, what makes you think that the gift you get, that somebody is giving you does, doesn't have strings attached to it? I mean, strings that they've attached to it. That once you collect it like this, uh, you are hooked to something else. That's not your portion in Jesus' name. So, guys, what is important is, first of all, let us build and lay a foundation of true righteousness. Lay a foundation that I believe in what God has invested in this person. See, there are people here, you can't go into relationship yet. The only relationship you, can, you are permitted to have now is relationship with God. Begin to sing, I have decided to follow Jesus. Do you understand? You can't. If you have, there are some people here, if they have a relationship now, they will injure the person. And you will get injured. Because you do not have the prerequisite, you don't have the capacity to handle it. Relationships require capacity. Capacity to stay true in that relationship that Yes, I'm in a relationship with this person. I can grow in this relationship. I'm in a relationship with this person. I won't be sleeping with this person. Because some people think that once you're in a relationship, the only thing...
you will be doing is that you'll be why are you laughing now? You'll be sleeping together. You don't know that you are creating more problems for yourself. Hallelujah. So the first thing you need to start to do is to work on yourself. Guys, work on yourself. It will help you. The investments you make today are investments that will reap dividends in the future. Build the capacity to, 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 to love people and to, to receive love. You know, some people, once somebody says hello to you like this, hello, say, <laughs> maybe it's him. Maybe it's her. Really? Why? So I'm here to tell you that the first thing you need to start to do so that you can really walk in love and you are not going to be served breakfast is to build yourself up. Build yourself up. Build yourself up. How do you build yourself up? Get you to the word of God. Get you to the place of prayers. When you do that, God will start to reveal his love to you. You know, when the Bible says the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, it means that the fullness of God's love is inside our hearts. But until you connect with that fullness of God, it doesn't start to flow as a spring. It doesn't start to flow as a fountain. And what you need to start to do is as you connect with it, as you read the word of God, confess the word of God in your life, you start to see that, oh, this is not a challenge. I can give love. Somebody will come and tell you some, some nonsense. You say, really? You? There are some people here, you are relationships you need to break. You need to serve it. Are you here? Because it's holding you bondage. It's holding you down. You are not growing. You know. But you still want to, you still want to tell them, what if I leave this one? Where will that opportunity missed? Can never be recovered. Not with God. That, this is not an opportunity. It's not even an upper. Hallelujah. Anything that is bringing you down is not from God. Anything that is making you sin and making you go away from God is not from God. A guy tells you that if you don't let me, I will leave. Ah, bye-bye. Don't let the door jam you. Are you here? I will leave. Are you, you are threatening me that you will leave if I don't let you sleep with me. Do you know the implication of what that person has just told you? What that person has just told you is that I am comfortable with you disobeying God. That's it. I am comfortable with you disobeying God. God does not matter in this relationship. And if somebody tells you that and you accept it, you are a bigger fool. Because no one, anyone, one of the things that love does is that it brings you closer to God. Anyone that you are dating, anyone that you are in a relationship with, if they don't bring you closer to God, then they are not it. So start to build up yourself. Start to know that, you know what, I can give love. I am I'm a, I'm a love being. The Bible says God is love. God is what? God is love. God, love is not one of the characteristics of God. It's who he is. It's, the, it's his essence. And because God is love, when you say I love you, it means I God you. It means I give you God. When you give somebody God or somebody is giving you God, what does that mean? It means that they are giving you the fruit of the Spirit. It means that they are giving you all that God is. What is the fruit of the Spirit? Fruit is something you partake of, isn't it? It's something that nourishes you. So if somebody comes to you and wants to take away from you, doesn't want to nourish you, then they are not it. No matter what they give you, no matter the gifts they share with you, See, you can, you, can, you can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. Is somebody here? So you need to start to work on yourself. First of all, build up that capacity. Understand that I am, I am a love being. You know, there are, there are things nobody can intimidate me. I, I, I can't feel intimidated. 
So I'm here to tell you. The second thing is this. As you build yourself, you will start to see that you start to make right decisions. You know, love, I always say something. Love is not a feeling you feel when you feel a feeling that you have never felt before. It looks like a rap. <laughs> love is not a feeling you feel when you feel a feeling that you have never felt before. Because sometimes something comes into your heart. It's like, oh, man, that thing just, just making its butterfly in your stomach. I can tell you that feeling. Married people know. Once you get married, that feeling doesn't come all the time. It's, you know, when I was dating my wife, sometimes I would come in. I say, Kuli, I just feel this thing in my heart. As you came in, I say, hey. How does it feel? He just... Ah. Then, I will go again. I just feel this... We caught it for about two years. She must have said that thing more than 20... She said it a lot of times. That Now, we've been married for 20 years. I can count the number of times she said, my heart just... The whole of last year, I don't think she even said it. That my heart just... Is, 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 is hormone. Are you here? You know, they've, if it's been found out that the same kind of feeling you have, that stimulus, is the same kind of stimulus that cocaine or heroin gives you. So how can you take a good decision when you are high? You can take a good decision. You have to slow down. You have to think. And one of the things that helps you think is when you start to think in scripture. Mm. You start to think in what? Scripture. The only people who can think in scripture are people who have renewed their minds. How do you renew your minds? Through the word of God. Bible says don't be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing, not the renewal of your mind. Constant renewing of your mind. You see, some of these things we see in Hollywood, they are not real. We need to transit from Hollywood to Hollywood. Are you here? Have you seen that in Hollywood, when they make a movie, one of the things you see is after they lived, you know, at the wedding. Every, when everything settles out and they have, they have a great wedding. The work starts after. Are you here? So, it's important, very important, that we start to work on ourselves. And as you work on yourselves, you now start to make good decisions. You know, Jesus Christ did not go to the cross because of the feeling he had for us. Oh, I just feel for these people. They are so nice. They are so, you know, I just want to die for them. At some point, he said, Hey, if this cup can pass over me, not my will, but your will. Why? Because love is a decision. Love is a decision. There are decisions you will make, on you, you have to make on a constant basis when it comes to love. And those decisions are not easy. If you don't make those decisions, what you are doing is setting up yourself for a heartbreak. A lot of people set up themselves for a heartbreak because of wrong decisions and wrong perspectives. You know, a guy walks in and when you see the guy and you say, wow, see his chest six pack everything new and you are fantasizing you don't you've not asked yourself is this guy yes he has six pack is his brain six pack ouch is his spirit six pack kai because is that six pack on his body that we use to six pack you it will pack you into six are you here? 
He will pack you into. So my point is, it is beyond the six pack. Does he have a heart that is six pack? Does he have a brain that is six pack? Does he have a spirit that is six pack? Why? Because his content is more important than his container. What you are looking for is content, not container. Listen, nobody buys a bottle of Coke just to appreciate the bottle. Oh, bottle! You look nice, bottle! This bottle is fine. And you keep the bottle of Coke. What do you do? You put it in the freezer or in the fridge. You open it and consume the content. Any relationship somebody is going to have with you, most of it is going to be what they have inside. And if God has not affected what they have inside, it is that thing they will use to relate with you. And a lot of people are not focusing on that content. So first of all, you have to ask yourself, do I have the content required for a relationship? Hallelujah. Because if you don't, then you are setting up yourself for a heartbreak. You see, sometimes people are not looking to serve you in what you call it. But what you bring to the table ensures they serve you the things you have required, serve you the breakfast. There is always a table. There is always what? A table. And ask yourself what is going to be served on that table. What is going to be served on that table is first of all what you come with. You know, when I was dating my wife, I said something. She, 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 she always says that, oh proud, Mosha. Oh proud, you are proud. When I asked her out, I knew she would not say no. Somebody say, it was impossible for her to say no. I knew. Because we had gotten to that place. In fact, the day she told me to come to our house that, come, let's discuss this thing. Say, you even brought a bottle of wine. I bought this non-alcoholic. I bought it. I said, well, I'm going to celebrate. Why? Because, because we had laid the table properly. Some people's table, they are not laid properly. Therefore, rubbish is on the table. You have anything on the table. So I'm here to encourage you that it's important that you, 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 you build up yourself properly. Don't wait for those things that because you see the girl, you say, yeah, this surge just came. What do surges do? They blow appliances. When there's an electrical surge in your house, what happens? Hey, a fridge, it blow. Television has blown. And when appliances are blown, what happens? You spend more money for repairs. It costs you a lot of things. I want Nepal. This Nepal people. So, when your life is based on such, there are appliances that are going to be spoiled. They are going to be blown. And when they are going to be blown, you are going to waste time. The reason most people are having this challenge you see, over time, you will be wasting time. And time wastage is not time wastage, it's life wastage. So settle down. Don't be jumping up and down. Hey, I must get this love. This love must come by fire or by force. Yeah. See, if you walk with God, God will direct you to the person. God will lead you to the person. There are people in your life now, the reason they are there is not for you to date them. It's not for you to have a relationship with them. It's for you to learn some things with them, from them. But a lot of people will make the mistake and jump immediately and say, ah, this must be the person. It must be her. It must be him. No! Don't frustrate yourself. Don't live in a life of frustration just because you want to have a relationship by fire, by force. What most people are having is infatuation. And infatuation is different from love because infatuation is stupid love. Love without meaning. Love without a base. 
Hallelujah. For true love to come, there must be knowledge. You can't say you are in love with somebody without knowing them. There must be what? Knowledge. And that knowledge doesn't, doesn't come immediately you meet them. It comes as a matter of time. You just don't fall in love. A lot of people think, oh, love is something I just fall into. I don't have control over it. It just happens. Anything you don't have control over that just happened is controlling you. And it's not meant to control you. You are supposed to have that level of control and say, mm, I can make my decision. I won't fall by the wayside. I am true to what God has called me to. See, I look at myself 22, 23 years ago and I'm like, geez, thank God I didn't make some mistakes that I made. Thank God I was focused on God. You know, Some of the things we are subjecting ourselves to are filling our hearts. The Bible says, Proverbs 4.23, it says, Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. I teach my children, it determines the course of your life. A lot of us have fed ourselves with, you see, with many things on series. We watch season one, season two, season three. We fed ourselves with so much of those things that they've become the base in our hearts. And it's from there you start to make decisions. Do you know, for me, when I was going to get married to my, when I chose my wife, as when she became my girlfriend, the things most people would look at, can we be real here? Can we be real? The things most people would look at didn't, occur to me it was just the heart that was flowing to me I didn't look at oh she must be you know a lot of you are looking at figure figure Bible says why we look not at the things that are seen but the things that are unseen because the things that are seen are temporal but the things that are not seen are what eternal you will look at figure now figure will figure you out hallelujah before you know it figure will change and once it's changed you now say you know the reason That someone, you see, it is not marriage that stops, makes you to stop cheating. The guy has been looking at figure all his life. He saw figure here. Figure has changed a little. He says, mm -mm, I must look for another figure. I must look for another figure. I must look for another figure. That's what he's, that's what's happened. So our hearts are filled with things that are making us take the wrong decisions. So you need to change the content of what is in your heart. Oh, the guy must be this. He must be, he must be working where now? He must oil company. Tech. <laughs> Fintech. Because those are the ones that can blow easily, Abby. Wait, spark first before you blow. He must be doing Fintech. Or she must be doing this, she must be doing that. <laughs> I laugh in German. Hallelujah. See, it's good to desire all those things. But what you want is a guy or a girl who can give you the love of God. Honestly. Who can do what? Give you the love of God. You know, I was on something with my wife a few days ago in Instagram live with somebody and she said something 
about me. My head swelled. Said, when it comes to my husband, I want the jackpot. That is as if God just blessed me with him. And for me to, I feel, man, I want the jackpot with this girl. So guys, Valentine is one day in 365 days. If you don't get love or get shown love on that single day and you have love on 364 days, you are a blessed human being. Don't mortgage your life just because of one day. Don't. What you want is a life filled with the love of God where you can be happy. True love brings joy. True love brings peace. True love brings happiness. And even as a young man, as a young woman now, you can start experiencing it. You can start giving it out to people. See, someone who has true love in their heart attracts more friends than somebody who doesn't. You just, people would like to be around you because they know that you will not take them for granted. They know that you will not misuse them. Don't fall into the hands of someone who will misuse you. And I can tell you, they are not in church 316, but people are in church who are looking for, you know, because he came to the altar or she came to the altar and said, I surrender. Say, oh. I surrender. See, she even has a beautiful voice. All to you. I surrender all. You say, oh, I was born again. So born again. Born, I was born again. Hallelujah. Yes. She's born again. He's born again. But, it's his spirit that got born again. His soul needs to get born again. Is a spirit that has love. The love has to transcend, move from his spirit into his soul. And that takes time. That takes effort. It takes what? Effort. And most people are not willing to give that effort. So guys, love is a beautiful thing. When love is such a fantastic thing, but I find out, look, listen to all the songs on radio. Listen to all those songs. Love is about her body. Love is about his body. Love is about the bling bling. Love is about the, the gifts. Love, love is about the travel. Love is about the, the, the life in private jet. That's not love. It looks like it, but it's not. And you're looking for somebody who would give you a lot of these things. Or you're looking for somebody who can, you can experience these things too. You know, people, people when, they, when I talk to people, people think, oh, when I get married, when I do this, I'm going to be on the beach drinking pina colada. You understand? With a breeze. <laughs> pina colada. Hallelujah. See, it's deeper than that. I mean, it's stronger than that. If you can distill love to just pina colada on the beach and all that, then you have not started to understand what love is all about. And that love can only be experienced with God. Guys, my whole life is a life that I've followed God and I've seen the love of God. And I've seen that God is able to sort me out. Don't go around looking to sort yourself out. 
It's only God that can sort you out. Abraham tried to sort himself out. How? He said, I don't have a child. Um, slept with Hagar and had a child. When God was going to tell him to sacrifice Isaac, do you know what God said? Your son, your only son. Your son, your only son. Was that his only son? When you sort out yourself, God doesn't consider it. The things you sort out, God doesn't really consider it. Get into a thing that God will consider. That God will walk with you with. That God will guide you with. So that at the end of the day, you are smiling, you are enjoying. Because when the challenges come, you know that, well, God, God brought me here. He can't bring me so far to take me away. To forsake me. God can't bring you so far to forsake you. So start to walk on who you are, guys. That's it. Start to walk. I can't say that more than enough. It is the foundation for giving love, for receiving love. Start to walk on it. When you do so, it is, such, it is such a pleasant feeling. It is such a glorious and a beautiful feeling that at the end of the day, you'll be like, yeah, nothing can take me off my feet. That even when the guy shows up or the girl shows up, you know that, yeah, we're love. This is there. And one thing I found out, guys, some of the things we say that we're in love now, don't really understand it you know after being married for about 20 years when I say I love my wife now I understand what it means in fact I, I tell her now I say did I say I loved you 20 years ago he said yes I say I am when I look at that love it's like hate now honestly because sometimes just sit down and just appreciate I say ah jeez She's grown older, but she's become more beautiful. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm like, ah, you were beautiful before. Mm -mm. You are beautiful now. And you know what? what, what, what why, why that is so? Is the content of our heart that is reflecting in our face. You want someone who the content of their heart starts to reflect in their face. That's, that's, what, that's where love begins to build. That's where you begin to see the real content of... You know, if the Bible says God is love, then it cannot just be gifts. It cannot just be things that flow in our hearts that is doing me tiri. You know that thing, tiri. It cannot be. It must be bigger than that. So your, your job is to discover what it is. And when you travel deep in God and you start to show love, you know, when you travel deep in God, then God starts to tell you things. And he even starts to tell you what to do to her, what to do for her. Let me finish with this. Valentine's Day. Is a lot of is a day people give up their virginities. When I talk about virginities, both male and female, are you here? A lot of people give up things they are not supposed to give up because there's a lot of excitement. See, love is excitement, but it's, it's a little part of it. Look at that scripture. Bible says the farmer went out to sow the seed. Some fell on, on the wayside. Some fell on rocks. Some fell on thorns. And some fell on good ground. The ones that fell on the rocks, he said it quickly sprang up. He said they received the word of God with joy. But they could not keep it. Therefore, what happened? He said it sprang up very fast. So excitement is good, guys. But it springs up very fast. It doesn't produce fruits. So 
Valentine's coming, there will be excitement. You understand? Because people are excited, what happens is that they give up what they shouldn't have given up. Their bit lacks. And you see, I found out it is Christians that get pregnant, that do a, a lot of it is happening. Guys, don't deceive ourselves. It is happening. Because unbelievers out there know that they are going to do it. They know what they are going to do. So they prepare for it. But Christians, what happens is that, I, said, I didn't know. Ah. You knew. You put yourself, see, temptation is situational. You put yourself where you shouldn't have put yourself. After you finish the dinner, it says, see me to my house. Impossicant. It doesn't happen. So, guys, be confident of who God has created you to be. Have the love of God flowing in your heart. You see, the love of God is a discerner. Mm. It's a what? It's a discerner. When, when wrong things, when wrong love is, 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 is thrown at it, it discerns it and filters it. says, this is not a palm. Put it in the baggage. But when you don't have it, there's nothing for you to discern with. So when you fill yourself with the love of God, you are able to discern what is coming. You won't be jumping around from guy to guy or girl to girl just because you want, you want to experience love. Say to yourself, I have the love of God. I walk in the love of God. I grow in the love of God. Again, say, I have the love of God. I walk in the love of God. And I grow in the love of God. Once you do that, you will see that you are ready to face any situation, no matter where it comes from. Let us pray. See, all that glitters is not what? Gold. Sometimes they look like it, but they are not it. God loves you and he wants the best for you. I want you to ask God today, God, reveal your love to me. Reveal your love in my life. 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 Reveal your love to me. Reveal your love to me. Hallelujah. I want to ask a question. If there's anybody here, you're not born again, you've not given your life to Christ, and you want to do so, it's an opportunity. There's one story I always share when I give when I make this call. And the story is this, that if you're in a room that the roof is eight feet tall, if they ask you to jump and touch the roof, that only people who touch the roof will be saved. You know, most people here will be saved because eight feet is not, it's probably just like this. You know, just a bit, you know. Only short people will not be saved. Because they may not be able to jump to touch it. But if you're in a room and the roof is 40 feet tall, I say jump and touch the roof, nobody will be saved. Because nobody can jump that high. But you know what Jesus did? He came, jumped, and touched the roof. Once he touched it, anytime you believe in Jesus, when God sees you, he sees you as touched the roof. That's what simple, as simple as being born again means. Believing in Jesus, that he's the one who can make you true. Because our righteousness is as filthy rags. We can, you can't be perfect. It's only God, Jesus, who is perfect. So if you're here this evening, this morning rather, and you want to give your life to Christ, uh, just raise your hand. Or you want to rededicate your life. You know you're not, just raise your hand. Or you are online, you want to do so. And if you've done so, just say after me. Let's help them. Let's everybody say, say, Heavenly Father, I come to you as a sinner. Forgive me of all my sins. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. From today, I am born again.
in Jesus' name. Father, be to you according to the confession of your faith. And I want to pray for everybody. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you reveal your love into the lives of everyone here. Let your love grow in their lives in the name of Jesus. Let each one of us start to make good and concrete decisions that you want us to make in the name of Jesus. We will not miss it in the name of Jesus. We will not live a life of regret in the name of Jesus. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. God bless you. better than that. Keep clapping, keep clapping. Have we been blessed? Thank you so much, Pastor Kunle. We honor you. We celebrate you. We really thank God for, our, for your lives and thank you for being a blessing. I just want us to stretch up our hands and just say a word of prayer. He has come to water us from his heart, sharing a lot of his experiences with us and the word that God has given him. I want us to pray that God will replenish him. This is the least he will ever be. God will give him a tongue and a wisdom that cannot be resisted. God will open the doors of the nations to him and that many will through him come to the knowledge of Christ. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. How many people are going to serve breakfast this morning? Or before Valentine? Okay, you may be seated. If you have any questions, let's do five minutes. Since he's here, let's maximize him. He took time out of his busy schedule, his He's booked the whole year. He just found a place to slot us today. But if you have any question you want to ask him, anybody has a question? Or you can write it down. I know that we always wait for the first person. You know, I'll be like, it's like, it's like, I'm thinking. Yes, please. This is really fast. Really run real fast. Let's take as many as we can within the time. Um, thank you very much, sir. So my question is, um, so... In situations where, okay, so I've heard some people say they don't advise people to date for too long because temptations will rise and all that. But in a situation where it's maybe you guys, they've been together since university or they are in uni, they are dating and they are really trying to follow the books and do everything as should be. They can't exactly get married now because they are still young. How would you advise them? How would you advise the couple if they come to you? Or how do we resist temptation but we want to be together? Okay, thank you. Let's, let's just take all the questions. So I'll just give you the mic. Any other question? Any other question? Relationship? Love? You don't know how to serve the breakfast. But your mind is saying, serve it, serve it, serve it. Or you don't know how to show love, or your, your spouse or your significant others is not showing you love the right way. Any other question? Yes, please. Okay, we'll take just one more and then let him. Morning, church. Thank you, Pastor Kule. Please, I'd like you to talk a little bit about age, difference, age differences in relationship. About um, 10, 11, or 12 years older than the woman. I'll just share maybe a few experiences of how that can play out. Okay. Precious strength? Okay. Special. Praise the Lord. Um, my question is, now, like in the 21st century, we have, because you mentioned God finding for you, and I'm sure you were speaking to the men. So what about in the situation where these days we see women who actually like men and they make the first move? And some of them are married these days. Is it... Biblical, or is it proper? I don't know how to say it. Is it proper for a lady to make the first move? Any other question? She's raising her hand um, right beside special. Tolu. Um, good morning, everybody. Um, I want to ask, my dad is of the opinion that you should like experiment, like not just to date one person. It's important that you know how this person, you date this person, date another person, she tries to get to have an experience. And I, am, I don't support that. I really don't support it. But my fear is I have niece and nephew. How do I um, 
tell their parents, how do I educate them better so that they won't um, give the wrong information to those younger ones? Okay. Any other? Okay, sir. Thank you. Now, um, let me start with the last question about um, experimenting, uh, dating different people. If you, the reason most people date different people is that they made, they are either not ready to date before they started dating. So when they get into that relationship, they now find out, ah, this is not it. So it's important that you settle down first of all because sometimes you date people that take a lot out of you. It has been said that no relationship leaves you the same. It either leaves you bitter or better. There are two types of relationships. There's, there's replenishing relationship and there is um, a draining relationship. Sometimes they may drain you so badly that what is left of you cannot have a relationship with other people. You ha they have to rebuild you to do so. And while you're doing so, there's a lot of time. So that is why you need to take it slow. That's why it's important you build yourself and you know what you are going into, that you are ready for that relationship. You know that this is what I'm going into. And which is why you must commit it to God. To say, God, lead me. You know, I told you one thing that my first girlfriend is my wife. Now, there are other stories. The time, time is of the essence. Let me not go there. So my first girlfriend is my wife. Why? Because she was committing on her side. I was committing to God on my side. We were praying and all those things on it. Bible says God is not the author of confusion. So if you, if you key into God, God will not be confusing you. Say, is this today? Is that tomorrow? Is this today? Is that tomorrow? Now you don't want to do that. So it's important that we commit to God first of all. And when you do so, God is able to lead you and lead you to the right person. You, you, you get that point. The second question was about age. It, it actually depends on you. You don't want to be greeting your husband, good morning, sir. <laughs> you understand? It actually depends on you. Because sometimes when there's a too large a difference, you have what you call a generational gap. You know? Your, you, he knows Sonyade, he's born a boy, this one knows. Do you understand my point? I mean, just, just that generational gap. Now, it depends on both of you can you work it together? Can you ensure that this thing works together? So it's not a, it's not a, it's, it's, it's the same. let me flip the question also. Some people ask me, can the girl be older than the guy? What do you think? Some people say no. If you can't handle it, don't go, don't go ahead. But the question I ask them is that, you know, if you are 25 as a guy, as a girl, and the guy is 20. If you're 26 as a girl and the guy is 25 or 24, say, I'm older than him. If you are 39 as a girl and the guy is 35, age will not bother you again. What has changed? You are seeing uh, <laughs> this thing that I'm doing. You, you see, life has changed. So, these things is all about perspective. Ask yourself sometimes before you take a decision. A guy told me this many years ago. He said, ask yourself, this decision I'm going to make, in five years' time, will I still make the same decision? In five years' time, will I still make that same decision? Do you understand my point? So, it's left to you. Can both of you, can from the guy's side who is older than you, can he come down to your level? Can you move up to his level? Can you find a middle point? That's how it can work. Now, the third question was about can a lady approach a guy? You know, there are many things that are happening this time, these times, that I tell younger people that I don't even understand you people anymore. It's not that I'm old. Let me give you one before I explain it. 
You know, when I was dating my wife, Pastor Bisoyek, when I told her that let's have this relationship, that was it. I knew I wanted to marry her. Then I didn't go five months to the wedding. Will you marry me? What have you been doing? But in these days, you would have dated somebody for two years. You say, I'm still waiting for him to bring drink. You understand? Lord of the Rings. I'm still waiting for him to bring drink. How? When, when I said it the first day, both of us understood where we were going. So I don't understand that um, arrangement. Maybe somebody can educate me. The second thing is that when a girl likes a guy and says that, ah, I must make, th- make that move right now, baby. I must make that move. Some of you are too young to, under- to know that. Do you know that song? No. Jesus. Okay. So, making the move for the guy, hmm. be careful. Be careful. Because It is Adam that chose Eve. Now, what can happen is this. If you believe, we're Christians, first of all, not unbelievers. If you believe that this person is the person, take it to God. Let me share a personal experience. My wife and I, we used to work in the same place. We're just friends. So one day I entered the office and she had this tingling on her back backbone and God said that guy is your husband she said she laughed she said I don't even like him that way she said I don't even like him that way and she said she's never had that kind of feeling before but at the end of the day she didn't come when she started liking me that Kunle, you know God arranged it because God is not the author of confusion however if you think a guy you are liking a guy and the guy is liking you and he's not talking. You have to call him to order. 1B. Are you here? 1B. Call him to order. All this one that is, is hanging around you. Uh, you know, f- the first phone call you receive, text message you receive in the morning is from him. Just checking. He's not just checking you. He's saying something. Are you here? So call him and say, Oga, you have been hanging around for a while. What exactly are we doing? You see, you have have said something. Because if you don't ask, and he goes on, he may just invite you to his wedding. And you'll be saying, I thought, don't be talking. Are you here? Ask him. Because what he's also doing is blocking other guys from coming. And because he's blocking other guys from coming, they will say, ah, Shola is in a relationship. You are not in a relationship. Are you here? Do you get it? So the last question is um, about people who have been dating for a long while. See, people who we sin, we sin. People who will sin will do what? Will sin. If you know that you are dating for a long while, you have to put things in place to ensure that things are not done the way you don't want it to be done. For instance, one of it is that we will not both be in a place where a third person can come in at their own will unannounced. You put structures in place for yourself. That's how we love ourselves, but it will take a while before we get married. But I'm also not of the, of the, I'm not a fan of people getting into a relationship very early in life. At 18, 19, sometimes 20. Because the reason is this. Listen, you can fish in a teacup. You can fish in a bucket. You can fish in a bathtub. You can fish in a river. Your options become more. There are things you know. There are levels of maturity you have to take decisions. When, when you are older, older in God and older in, you know, in life. There are some decisions that I made many years ago. If I was to make those decisions now, 
I would make a different decision. Not about my wife, oh, I would still make the same decision. I choose her again and again. Do you understand? But what I'm saying is that sometimes just chill out. One of the things that a lot of us don't do is that we don't build friendships. Friendships. There are five levels of friendships. There's stranger, there's acquaintance, there's casual friend, there's close friend, there's intimate friend. So you want, you don't want to cross the level of casual friends with somebody you are not going to get married to. It's important that you keep it that way and you define boundaries with all these friends so that somebody doesn't think that, oh, this person wants to get married to me or this person. So it's important that at younger ages, let's take it slow, but if you have done it and you are sure, please get things in place. Get an accountability partner. Get older people. Tell them that, oh, we're in a relationship. Help ask us about this thing every two, two months. When we know that we're going to come, then it puts us on guard. Praise the Lord. Thank you for listening to this message. For more information, please visit www.vchurch316.org. God bless you.